Welcome to Media in Minutes. This is your host, Angela Toole. This podcast features in-depth interviews with those who report on the world around us. They share everything from their favorite stories to what happened behind the lens and give us a glimpse into their world. From our studio here at Communications Redefined, this is Media in Minutes. Today, we are talking with Atlanta native DeMarco Williams. For the past nearly 30 years, DeMarco has worked as a journalist on many different beats, from entertainment with Vibe and Source magazines, to sports with ESPN and Bleacher Report, to travel for Forbes Travel Guide, and now food critic in Atlanta. His love of food is carried over to his fulfilling and really filling current position as an ATL food critic with the popular dining platform, The Infatuation. Hi, DeMarco. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, Angela. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, me too. You know, you have had such a varied career in journalism, from covering the entertainment world to sports to travel and now restaurants in Atlanta. I'd love if you could walk us through your career path briefly and, and you know, tell us how you got to where you are today. Okay, uh, good stuff. Um, actually, I want to go back a little bit. Um, yeah. High school. You know, um, when I was in English uh, language arts classes, uh, when we had book reports, um, I, you know, I admittedly, I didn't read the books um, cover (laughs) to cover like I should have. Cliff notes. (laughs) (laughs) I was always pretty good at putting the reports together, the the actual Mm -hmm. project and storytelling. So when when the reports, when the grades came back, you know, it would say C plus, B minus, DeMarco, I could tell you didn't read this, but you told such a great story. I had to give you this grade. Oh, wow. (laughs) So that kind of carried over. And uh, there was a local Atlanta magazine called Insight. It's now defunct, but Uh um, they covered entertainment. And in the back page, uh, you know, the um, little classifieds, they were looking for writers. You know, it was a free, it was an unpaid position. Yeah. But they were looking for writers to cover movies and music and that kind of thing. And I said, why not? And yeah. I got the position and I loved it. And that was in 96, 97. Okay. And that kind of led to um, a former classmate getting a job in New York. I reached out to him about freelancing for a basketball publication. He uh-huh. said, yeah. And one thing led to another. And here I am. That's great. It's, and you've done both freelance and full-time in-house. Yes. What is your preference? They they both offer a lot. Being in the position that I am now where uh, married with a child, I got to go full, full-time with the, you know, knowing that you have, you know, insurance and salary and, you know, things that the, the, those safety blankets were in the freelance world where, you know, sure, you make your own hours, but sometimes those hours are blank. You know, right. and, you know, the, the money is can be inconsistent. You know, I've, I've had great months and years as a freelancer, but yeah. the inconsistency of it all just, you know, can't sustain yeah. once you're It's best. a hard so. life. A lot of times that is single people. <laughs> That's right. What we see a lot. <laughs> and, you know, covering travel and sports and entertainment. Do you have do you have a favorite of all of those? Oh, <sighs> wow. That's a tough one there, Angela. Um <laughs> You know, if someone said, you know, you had to stick with the one the rest of your life, I would lean towards sports. Okay. You know, don't don't say that too loud to you know, my <laughs> current <Right>. employers, but <laughs> um, you know, it's just 
you know, just growing up, you know, uh, just being a sports fan my whole life, um, baseball and basketball are probably my biggest loves. So yeah, that sports would probably be where I'd turn. So today you're working for Infatuation. For those Mm -hmm. who are not very familiar, please tell us more about it and what your role is there. Sure, sure. Um, Infatuation is essentially the go-to online food guide for every possible situation you might encounter. Um, Solo Valentine's Day dining, where should I go? Last minute group dinners, where should I go? Angela, where, where do you live right now? Indianapolis. Okay, um, the 10 best restaurants by Lucas Oil Stadium. You know, oh, that's yes. that's what we do. And, you know, that's what people have grown to know us for. Just, you know, from the most basic best burgers to where to get Peyton Manning's favorite hamburger. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's what we do. So do you do more than just Atlanta or it's only in Atlanta? Well, uh, the infatuation covers multiple cities, um, Chicago, New York, L.A., all your big uh, metropolitan areas. But I am focused. I'm a writer with the Atlanta branch. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with more than 1,200 restaurants in Metro Atlanta (laughs) alone, how do you do this? You know, what gets your attention? (laughs) That's a great question. And it's one I'm still looking for um, yeah. the, the you know definitive answer. But uh, me and my team, um, Nina Reeder is the uh, senior editor and Julie Horsford, she's my coworker as well. So we're a three person team and we just attack it from the perspective of, you know, what we hear about. You know, we, we, we uh-huh. try to keep our, you know, our metaphoric ears to the streets uh, we're on social media constantly. So we we hear about the buzzy restaurants, um, PR companies email us, you know, incessantly. And, we, <laughs> you know, we, we lean on our, our relatives and friends. You know, what what do they like dining? What what new places have they heard about, um, you know, in certain parts of towns? And, you know, you just kind of put those four or five things together and, you know, you just kind of map it out as best you can. But like yeah. you say, with thousands of restaurants, you can't do everything. You just do the best you can with what you have. Yeah. And yeah. I bet you're eating a lot. You're out, you're out there <laughs> eating a lot. <laughs> yeah, I am eating a lot. You know, um, going out, you know, four or five times. Actually, it's probably pacing a little bit more than that, five or six times a week. But one one thing that, you know, separates infatuation from a lot of other publications, most actually, is that we cover our own bills. You know, we uh, we pay our own checks for these restaurants. You know, we, wow. we don't take any freebies, no complimentary meals, that kind of thing, because we want to approach the restaurant from the pr- same perspectives that you are. Yeah. You know, we, we want to just be that kind of proverbial fly on the wall and dining just like everybody else would dine at a restaurant to give an honest perspective. Yeah, that's really yep. impressive, um, especially today when the lines are blurring so much and yeah. and readers yeah. don't know, you know, was this paid for? Was this given to someone? Right. That's, that's yeah. Really yeah. All of our meals are, you know, we, we handled our own bill. Yeah. So you're really um, more of a, I mean, is your title critic? Like you're you're really more of a critic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we technically call ourselves food writers, Okay. but you know, we, we do rate the restaurants. So, you know, there, there is a a level of criticism to it. So, I mean, if you say food critic, you aren't wrong. Sure. sure. Yeah. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So are you still doing any other freelancing or is this the main focus right now? Yeah, with um with dining and writing so much, you know, yeah. that's definitely the, you know, 95% focus. Yeah. But, you know, when when the occasional sports story comes along that is a good fit that, you know, I if I'm covering some Atlanta team or player or something like that that I'm really interested in, you know, I, I do my best to make a little time for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What little free time there is, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. It's not much these days. Right. What are you most proud of in your career? You know, I'm I'm really proud that I'm an African-American male mm-hmm. who's made a career in journalistic fields that you don't really see a lot of African-American males in. That is With true, yeah. High-end travel, um, restaurant reviewing, even sports. You know, yeah, exactly. you don't see a lot of us in those respected fields. And, you know, I, I feel proud that I'm, you know, been I've been able to represent uh, Black males in some respect for so long. Yeah. yeah. And it's impressive to be in journalism this long, you yeah. know, your whole career. <laughs> I mean, I'm one of the examples that left yep. journalism to go right, to PR. Right. <laughs> and you see that a lot, you know? Yeah. Yep. What do you wish you could have told your younger self starting out in journalism? You know, one thing that, you know, it doesn't necessarily irk me, but it does come up in my head from time to time is that when I was younger, I said yes too much mm. to different stories and assignments with magazines and, you know, online publications that didn't really care about the writer and the pay was low and, you know, the conditions were bad, but I just said yes to everything, you know, just because I thought I had to, you know, but I I would tell my younger self, you know, know your worth, you know, know, know what your talents are. And, you know, it's okay to say no, sometimes, you know, you don't have to say yes to every assignment when you, when you know, it doesn't quite feel right. Yes, that's such great advice. And we learn that later in life, but yeah. it would be great to know that <laughs> when we're starting out. Yeah. Yep. What have been some of your most memorable stories throughout your career? Actually, one that I one that I did not too long ago, my family, uh, my mom and aunt have a makeup salon in a small mall in the Atlanta area, in the West End Mall. Okay. Um, and I was able to do a story on the West End Mall. And oh. I could kind of center it around my my personal experience because I used to uh, help out there on the weekends. And, you know, I've just seen the mall evolve and kind of go through these different iterations of the mall over the past few decades. And uh-huh. I was able to personalize that story really well. I, I think it was it was pretty well received and, you know, just been able to kind of give my family members, their flowers, you know, and acknowledge them for being, you know, just smart business women and, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm probably most proud of that story. You know, who was that one for? It's for an online publication called Canopy. We'll link Uh, to it. So our listeners can can read it. (laughs) Yeah. But that's, that's probably one I'm most proud of, you know, some other things, you know, you know, a couple of, athletes I was the first person to write national stories on them and they've become mega stars and you know that that felt good I wrote the first I wrote the first national story on Kevin Durant wow yeah for slam magazine 
Um, I can try to find you that link too. Yes, that, that's, please. that's been a little while. So, you know, that, that feels really good to be able to, you know, say things like that. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> you mentioned Atlanta and you've lived there most of your whole life, right? Yeah, I worked at ESPN for a couple of years, 06 and 07. But outside of that, been in Atlanta my whole life. That's great. So, I mean, it, this, this job fits you really well, too, <laughs> with the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm able, you know, I, I feel like I can, you know, cover the the main drag and the little nooks and crannies that, you know, um, of smaller neighborhoods. Yeah, it's a great resource for locals, but also uh, visitors as well. So you have two different audiences. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, the, and we... We kind of keep that in mind as we're writing and planning out things where, you know, we'll have like a an intro to Atlanta kind of, yeah. you know, intro to Atlanta guide or, you know, we're currently working on a guide for, you know, if you have an extended layover at Hartsfield Airport where, you know, cool. most yeah. people, you know, have had some sort of interaction. <laughs> with the right. right. So, you know, we, we want to approach it from the people who are here just for a couple of hours or the people who've been here for 30 years, you know? So um, because of the way that the online food guide works, is it, is it like, you know, traditional journalism where the money, you know, the back end money part of it is just from advertising basically? Well, actually, no, our um, system is a little different because we're backed by JP Morgan Chase. Okay. So yeah, Chase powers the infatuation because they want to make their um, travel and um, food guides for their yeah. Chase and Chase Sapphire customers. They're just trying to make their editorial and guides more robust. So they have the infatuation as their online food guide. That's great. But yep. it's open to everyone. Yeah, yes, it's open for everyone. You can, you know, you can be a diehard customer with another credit card company and still get great tips for yeah. dining. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so you mentioned PR professionals earlier a little bit, you know, how can they most, or we most help you do your <laughs> job? And do you have any pet peeves? Uh, <laughs> well, let's see. Yeah. Um, there, there's a, there's a level of egotism and I think PR firms would would be wise to kind of cater to that a little bit more. And I say that in the sense of personalized emails a little bit more, you know, mm -hmm. instead of that, starting with, hey, friends of the media, you know, oh, that kind of- Do you of, really get that? Oh, I get it all the time. Uh. <laughs> I don't get it from you, Angela, but I get it from <laughs> other folks who, I, you know, you even get the, hey- and it's got XXX, like XXX. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so try to, hey, DeMarco, you know, I see you're in Atlanta and I know you're a Braves fan. What do you think about blah, blah, blah? Or, you know, yeah. I know you can't, you know, I know if you have a, a roster of 300 writers that you're trying to approach, you know, you can't do that for everyone. But, you know, every fifth or sixth one, you know, personalize it a little bit. DeMarco, you know, maybe you and your son will like to hang out at such and such, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, I think that would, that would help, you know, yeah. that would help those emails get read and not, you know, <laughs> not deleted, deleted so quickly. <laughs> right. and, and another reason emails are deleted so quickly from us is that they're too long, uh, you know, yes. they're too long winded and 
you know, we get overwhelmed with the six and seven paragraphs and bullets. Just, you know, just tighten up the pitch a little bit and I think you'll get more positive response. Yeah. Like, hey, have you tried this restaurant in, you know, one or two sentences? Why yeah, you should? Yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Just three or four sentences, maybe a nice picture and hits in. Yes. Um, you know, talking about restaurants a little bit, is there a common mistake you see restaurants making? Well, restaurants in Atlanta are too loud. Mm. A lot of them, the music and just the commotion and busyness is just a turnoff, you yeah. know, and I know they're catering to the the young TikTok, IG real friendly right. content creator party or whatever, but it's just too loud and you're you're turning off the folks who are over 30. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which that, are the ones who have a little bit more money usually right. than the ones that are in their twenties, <laughs> right? Indeed, yo. It is and it's it's turning into a mild um pandemic here. Uh, yes. don't want to use that word in the wrong context, <laughs> but it's it's turning into a problem. Let, let's just let's just say that. Wow. So do you have a list of best quieter restaurants to try in in Atlanta? Um I, I don't I don't I don't want to call out any <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to call out any restaurants by name right now. But um <laughs> there, there there are some But if you've are... if you've written that article yet is what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we are we are actually um working on some um some stories along those lines, you know, where you don't have to wear headphones. And, right. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Right. Love to watch for that. <laughs> what do you think the key? So besides the noise part, you know, what do you think the key is um, to success for a new restaurant or new, you know, food or beverage company? Um, consistency. And that's not oh, yeah. just restaurants. That's hotels. That's writing. That's life. You know, just yeah. consistency. You know, if I... We went to a, my wife and son, we went to a restaurant last night. I had a great experience with some spaghetti and meatballs. Mm -hmm. I want that same experience when I go back in a month. Yeah. You know, I, that's where a lot of places are dropping the ball is that what you get this time is not necessarily what you get next time. You know, yeah. I know it gets a little blurry because of supply chain issues and and um, worker issues and, you know, that that kind of thing is kind of, you know, playing into the inconsistency of it all. Yeah. But companies, restaurants in particular, need to work on delivering that same experience every time. Every time. Yeah. And there, some are, a lot of them are struggling with that. Yeah. And that probably makes your job even more difficult because you're recommending a place yeah. and then hoping it's consistent that, I mean, when you're at, when you have to try all of these places, you can't try every one every week or right, every right. month, you know? <laughs> um, one thing that we do do is that we have larger, um, we do extended reviews too for restaurants. And okay. in those cases, we go to a restaurant two or three times mm. to ensure that, you know, that experience that we had the first time are they consistent? You know, yeah. do, does it happen that second and third time? So we we go that, um, we try our restaurant two and three times before we write that longer in-depth uh, review. 
Yes, I love that. So if you're a first time visitor to Atlanta or a first time, you know, to go and check out the culinary scene type thing, where do you begin mm. with infatuation? Yeah. <laughs> but where do you where do you even, you know, begin? Yeah, you took the words right after my right out of my <laughs> mouth. Yeah, we we have a couple of guides for first timers and um, you know, if you if you're an Atlantan but you're trying to impress you know, a, a cousin who's visiting from out of town, you know, we have those kind of guides, but, you know, you certainly want to start with, um, you know, I, I can mention some of these institutions that, um, you know, have been around for such a long time that, that, that okay. you know, they're kind of standard bearers, um, Busy Bee and Pascal's when it comes to soul food, that soul food is what, you know, exemplifies Atlanta. And that's, that's what we are. And we proudly stand by by that. So you want to go to those places like that. And, um, you know, we, we have a couple of new food stalls, food halls, like Pont oh, City yeah. Market and Crog Street. And they kind of exemplify the new Atlanta, you know, yeah. where, you know, we have these, you know, Atlanta's become this melting pot and you know, this multicultural kind of culinary scene that we have. And these places like Pont City and um, Crog Street, they have great places like Fred's bread and meat, um, you know, just a wonderful place for cheesesteaks. You know, Atlanta isn't yeah. known for that, but this place really gets down and wow. has a great cheesesteak and a great cheeseburger, you yeah. know, and um, uh, in Pont City, you know, you have um, uh, Chef Pinky, who's, you know, become a symbol for Atlanta with her slutty vegan. You know, she's got a bar vegan in um, Pont City and um, there are places like uh, Holman and Finch was another burger place uh, okay. in Pont City and um, Fish Camp in Pont City. You know, these are all local chefs who've, you know, helped put Atlanta on the culinary map. And these are some of their best restaurants, you know, not necessarily restaurants, but sorry, food stalls where you can get a taste of their um, food without, you know, having to get reservations three months in advance. I love those food markets. We have a few in Indianapolis now too. And, you know, other cities throughout the country are really doing and it's fabulous. Uh, before we go, I see you're a world traveler. What have been <laughs> some of your favorite destinations? Italy is near the top of my list. <gasps> Me too. Uh, yeah. Rome and I, uh, my wife and I have been to Rome uh -huh. um, a couple of times and each one has been magical. It's one of those places where we, we like kind of freestyling and just hopping on public transportation or just leaving the hotel and just walking without much of a script. And, mm -hmm. you know, whenever we go, we just find something magical, you know, be it a restaurant or a museum or just some architectural marvel, you know, so yeah. Rome is very high up and um, Thailand is extremely high mm -hmm. on my list. I've uh, been to um, Bangkok and Phuket and Chiang Mai, um, all three tell very different stories, but, you know, just Thailand, just in general, is just a wonderful place. And they love my favorite foods, fish and rice. Uh. So <laughs> those are my kind of places. That's great. So how can our <laughs> listeners follow your work and connect with you online? On, on all uh, social channels, I'm at DeMarco Will, D-E-M-A-R-C-O. Will, W-I-L-L, and at uh, the Infatuation Atlanta, Infatuation underscore Atlanta. Wonderful. We'll have links to those in our show notes, too. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Can't wait to get to Atlanta and try some of those restaurants. Come on down. <laughs> let me know, and um, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll show you around. 
That's all for this episode of Media and Minutes, a podcast by Communications Redefined. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. We'd love to hear what you think. You can find more at communicationsredefined.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Angela Toole. Talk to you next time. Bye.